Welcome to the Locked On Cowboys podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I am your host, Landon McCool, and again, another solo podcast today. We are obviously all missing Marcus, but we are obviously going to take advantage of not him and not being here. And talk a lot about how running backs matter. No, I'm just kidding. We Actually, what we're going to discuss today is we are going to discuss the talk of the NFLPA and the NFL in reducing the training camp rosters down to 80 as opposed to 90. And what that means for the Cowboys, who's going to make the cut, who's going to be uh, on the team safe. Who's getting who's getting screwed here by this? Who's who, who's actually getting the, the raw end of the deal? And what are some of the strategies involved in the thinking of the front office when they're making this cut down to 80? We're going to get through all of that, so let's just dive right into it, shall we? Um, I, I think the first thing we do we need to discuss is, you know, exactly the kind of thought processes involved here. I mean, it's not just a uh, cut down from 90 to 80. I think if it was just a a you know reduction in number and and not also combined with a uh you know shortened uh, abbreviated and and heavily uh restricted training camp schedule uh i think this would probably be a, a little bit more of a straightforward cut but because covid has changed everything not just the number of players on the team but also how they're going to be practicing how they're going to be interacting when they're on the field i, I think a, a several different thought processes have to kind of go into where you're reducing on your 90-man roster uh, I, I came up with a list of of kind of 10 folks uh that i thought you know are people that should be uh you know a little bit nervous with, with this announcement of the reduction um you know, in a couple of these, I, I put a and or because I think that there is, uh, you know, much in the way that there's team construction built around the idea of working on a specific player role. I, I think there are certain backup player roles or, or roles that uh, are, you know, fulfilled by players down the roster that, you know, their job is basically to be bodies for for uh, you know tra- to facilitate training camp practices uh and with the reduction of training camp practices especially the reduction of padded practices i think that that disproportionately affects some position groups more than others meaning you know when you have you know the normal amount of padded practices you're probably going to need to have a higher number of offensive and defensive linemen have a have a uh, uh, because they're you know grinding so much and hitting on each other so much maybe linebackers maybe running backs you know all these running backs maybe not as much because they're not being taken to the ground as much but offensive linemen and defensive linemen are are banging uh, you know every practice every padded practice hitting each other uh you know linebackers in a lot in a lot of ways too with their fits tight ends some as well uh, so, you know, these are kind of positions that you may not need nearly as many going into training camp because you kind of, you know, and this is kind of getting to the strategy part. It's not even just that you you, you don't have as many practices, so you don't need uh, uh, extra bodies to kind of facilitate that. You have so few padded practices now 
that you really want to kind of get your mainline guys in those uh, the majority of those practices to get as much padded work as they can before the season. You know, they're not getting preseason games, at least as we stand right now. I think that's pretty much official. They're not getting, you know, these these extra reps or, or the game, the, the, the kind of intermediate step between training camp and the regular season, which is the preseason games. They're jumping straight into what is supposed to be regular season speed. So I think what we'll see is a lot of these veterans, a lot of these guys who maybe would be getting veteran days off on, on some of these padded practices. I, I imagine that since they're so few, I, like I said, I think eight was the number padded practices that they're going to have before the regular season starts. I have to imagine that the starters, the main group of players are going to be eating up all those reps because they're going to, they're going to need all those reps to get ready for the season. The other thought process that I kind of wanted to, to, to kind of hash out a little bit here is the idea of youth versus veterans. I, I think that, you know, with the, with the 90 to 80 cut down and, and, and having, having to happen kind of very quickly. And again, I still have not read any timelines of when this is happening. I don't even know necessarily if it's fully official. And I think that's what the NFL and the NFL PA are still meeting on. But I would say that, you know, another thing that needs to be considered is how you want to handle veteran players versus your undrafted free agents. Because I think there's a lot of teams that, and the Cowboys being one of them, that like to bring in a lot of undrafted free agents, put them in a training camp, see how they, if they can uh, swim. You know, they throw them in the deep end, see if they can swim. And, and, and then if they seem like they can survive that, they usually end up making the team. And sometimes those players, you know, can actually make an impact on the roster that season, if or if not being, you know, held over for uh, an off season to see if they can develop a little bit and then become players in, in the next season. So I wonder if this whole process, in, in, you know, as, I, as I'm about to go through this list, I wonder if this whole process reduces the number of undrafted free agents. You just don't have nearly as much time to kind of get them up to speed you know, I think there's a concern in general just with getting undrafted free agents, rookies up to speed with the, you know, with playing uh, to be ready to ready to play a regular NFL game in general with a regular schedule. So you, you know, you take you take this list in here, you, uh, you know, you, you add on all these other extra parameters. And I, and I think that it may make some teams even further uh, worried about you know, if they can handle getting a, a, a young undrafted free agent player up to speed and, and ready to play. And is it even worth their time? Is, is it, is it something that they should just, you know, be cutting these guys and, 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 and seeing what they have in the veteran situations, knowing that those guys at least have the experience that maybe they can hit the ground running. You know, the other thought process here is that maybe you want to go young. Maybe you're willing to sacrifice that, uh, and maybe you're a team that's rebuilding that isn't going to be competing this year. Uh, maybe you go with a younger group. Maybe you think that, uh, well, I'm just going to bite the bullet. Maybe cut some veteran guys, see what I can get in some of these young, talented players, uh, and then roll from there. And I think what's really interesting here is that since this is the Cowboys' first year with this coaching staff, you know, we've talked about it in previous podcasts. They don't necessarily have any loyalty to these guys that are that are here now that that had come previously you know that that were undrafted free agents guys 
you know, uh, like the uh, the John Vea Johnsons of the world, and you know that, that were un, uh, highly touted undrafted free agents that you know have made it through an off season. The, the you know the current Cowboys brass outside of the fr- uh, the, fr- uh, the front office non coaches, uh, they don't really have any any ties to these guys so it, it, it really will be interesting to see exactly how that all works itself out w- once we get to the cut down time uh guys we got to talk about rock auto okay rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years you just go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write in locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, guys, let's start talking about some of the actual names that could be uh, uh, on on the list. You know, I think there's some fascinating things, to, you know, that are maybe not normally fascinating to discuss. But you look at, let's start with special teamers. Uh, you look at guys like uh, Joe Fortunato, who you may not have ever heard of before. I, I don't know anything about. Who is a long snapper that the Cowboys uh, have brought in, just kind of as a guy to facilitate practice. Guys like him, but and also guys. Like a name you will recognize, Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg Zerline, who was brought in from, uh, I think he was last with the Rams and, and is a favorite of Jim Fossil. You know, with the with the cut down list, with the shorter, uh, uh, with the, the the shorter bench, with the with the less ability to hold players on the, these rosters, you wonder about the. If the luxury of having a backup or a second long snapper or a second kicker is one of the things that needs to go out the window. Because you've already got clearly a group of 90 players that you really like that you made plans for. Suddenly you're telling these coaches, hey, now you got to cut you know 10 more of these guys. I wouldn't at all be surprised if they decided to reach in the special teams side of the of the of the roster and said hey how much do we really need a, a backup long snapper can can we get through practice with lp uh what, what's what's the issue here so you know i don't really know maybe they decide to keep those guys just because they you know those are the only backups and they really do need them to facilitate practice but those are th- that's the spot where my eyes generally go to first i think some of the other positions that are really interesting uh, in these conversations are positions like wide receiver simply because the reasons that I mentioned before you know these co- this coaching staff doesn't necessarily have a ton of loyalty to what's been here before they brought in several free agents uh, uh, undrafted free agents uh, and, and 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 kind of uh, you know those guys were all part of supposed to be part of the mix so you know I started bringing up looking at this list and thinking who could be potentially you know in some in some trouble 
And, uh, you know, I, I this is where I, you know, and I had mentioned it previously, there are certain position roles that I feel like, you know, that, that are kind of lanes that these guys are fitting into. And, and that's really kind of, you know, spots where I would start looking. And, and I guess the best example of that is the Noah Brown, Vintel Bryant role, lane, whatever you want to call that. Uh, I, I think that the Cowboys previous coaching staff really liked having that kind of move wide receiver who can block on the edge a bigger body that could do some things kind of as a hybrid wide receiver tight end both Vintel Bryant and Noah Brown functioned in that role at different points Brown I think is the preferred of the two guys but Brown struggles to stay healthy Uh, and Vintel Bryant I think did the job admirably but like we said before neither, neither of these guys has any kind of uh, a history with the coaching staff so they're not necessarily you know got the inside track to st- keep their jobs and on top of that you know Vintel Bryant had a little bit of issue uh, with uh, legal issues I think in this offseason so I-, I think it wouldn't at all surprise me if one of these guys was one of the cuts simply because I don't even know that this is a role that the current coaching staff wants to continue on um, you know so he- these were guys that I you know I looked at initially that I thought well it's not that they're not talented receivers it's just that the reason that they're as high as they are on the depth chart is because they play a very specific role in this offense if you know I think that it would be pretty easy to to see them cutting someone like Vintel Bryant who wasn't a draft pick you know had some offseason problems isn't really endeared himself to the coaching staff you have to think that the coaching staff and, and the front offices are probably a little bit more interested in the Aaron Parkers of the of the of the world because they brought them in. So I, I would say that you know Vintel either Vintel Bryan and Noah Brown might be someone that they, they take a look at to cut. Along those lines, I, I would say that you have to look at some of these back end free uh, you know developmental undrafted free agents. They, they may not have the room to, to hold these guys anymore. Guys like Kendrick Rogers, who I think is a physical specimen with a ton of upside, but he probably isn't going to provide very much for you this year. Or really, even you know, as a development player, not as something that you can't maybe stash a little bit later. I wouldn't at all be surprised if just to get to where they needed to go, they didn't cut some of these guys like Kendrick Rogers, maybe even a Stephen Guidry, to kind of just get where they need to go. I am I am afraid that that you know, like I said before, and when I was talking my th- thought process out up front. There is the opportunity for them to maybe go with more vets and and just feel like they need to cut some of these younger guys in order to get where they need to go because they're not going to have time to develop them in the training training camp anyway. So look for guys like Rodgers, Gidry, potentially to be cuts as well. Um, I I think, you know, finishing out offense, really, uh, there's some spots in the tight ends. You know, I think you don't need both Sean McEwen and Cole uh, Hickatuni if that's how you say his name. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if one of those two guys ends up getting cut. Uh, and and I, I along the lines of that too, I, I think that you know you look at Seo Olanalua and, and Charlie T, both of them are kind of move tight end fullback types. Or I mean Seo was a, was a running back, but he's kind of moving into the more fullback position. Uh, you know, depending on how they view those positions, I wouldn't be surprised if those two guys were kind of battling it out for a spot that may or may not get cut. Guys, we got to take a, a quick break and we got to talk about uh, uh, Built Bar. Built Bar has been really 
saving my behind in this COVID situation as I have to go into work once a week and I need something to take with me because I don't want to get food while I'm out. I'd rather just take something with me. I take the built bar with me. I usually I try to get the milk chocolate one, uh, mint chocolate one because it's it's I like mint chocolate a lot. But but it's 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 filling. It's great because I can throw it in my bag, uh, and it's it's a whole meal. You know, it's it's you eat it, you feel full, you've got energy. It's not a lot of waste with sugar and stuff. So I can go out and do what I need to do, eat, feel safe, then get all my work done and come back and not feel like I'm just dying for food by the time I get home. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to explain how good it tastes. Uh, it tastes like a candy bar. It doesn't taste like a like a like a, a, a supplement bar or something like that. They use real chocolate, amazing flavors. Uh, I mean, again, we've t- Marcus and I have both talked about it. We were honestly sincere when we said that we were shocked the first time we had it because it doesn't taste like it. It's just it's just good. It's not you know gritty and with a weird aftertaste. It tastes like a candy bar. So uh, you guys need to make sure that you. Uh, use the locked on promo code uh, to get you ten dollars off your first bar at built bar at first box, not just a bar <laughs> at builtbar.com. So make sure you head to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, and get ten dollars off your first box at builtbar.com with its amazing combination of low calorie, high protein, low sugar, no crazy additives. Enjoy built bar as much as I do, guys. All right, let's power through the rest of this list real quick of some guys that I just pointed out. And some of these guys are names that, you know, frankly, most people haven't really heard, even diehard Cowboys fans. I, I, I pointed out Marcus Henry is a center. Wyatt Miller, who's a guard. Uh, you know, I think when you look at the offensive line, there's a lot of uncertainty at the position. So I think that they, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept uh, a lot of these guys just to kind of see how everything sorts out a little bit. But I would say generally that the need for a super deep bench at offensive and defensive line is not necessary as necessary as it was, you know, in a normal training camp situation. Since you're not constantly having to cycle through guys just to facilitate practice, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these guys like Marcus Henry, Wyatt Miller, uh, I think Cody Wickman is a guy that they, you know, they liked a lot, so they they may hold on to a guy like him. But I think, you know, some of these other guys. I don't think Terrence Steele is someone who's necessarily uh, uh, in trouble, but you you know maybe they don't keep both Brandon Knight and Mitch Hyatt. Maybe they like Terrence Steele and they keep uh, uh, Brandon Knight and, and and get rid of Mitch Hyatt. Who knows? We don't really know where the state is of some of these guys. So I would just say that you know I wouldn't be surprised, despite the the good depth here, that the Cowboys make some tough decisions at offensive line simply because they don't need the the depth of numbers there anymore. Other guys I would take a look at Clayton Thorson. You've already got three quarterbacks. I, you know, even though Clayton Thorson was was highly regarded by the Eagles, uh, uh, I, I just don't know that it's necessary to have a fourth quarterback on the team, especially when you're you're limiting reps already so much. Uh, it just may not be uh, uh, necessary. You know, I think any of these kind of linebackers. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if one of you know Ladarius Hamilton, Francis Bernard, and Azura uh, Kamara. Probably Kamara because he's just you know he's all upside and he's still a ways away. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those guys went. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I feel like Rondell Carter and some of those guys are probably safe. You know, one position where they have a ton, ton, ton of numbers and depth is cornerback. And I think that the Cowboys, obviously, like we've said, they want to play a mix-and-match system. And, and I think that the cut down to corner was going to be extremely difficult 
to start with anyways. So maybe what happens there is that they end up uh, uh, cutting back on guys that they had kind of signed as insurance in case they couldn't do what they needed to do in free agency or in the draft. Uh, guys that I'm looking at specifically are guys like Savion Smith, uh, Deontay Burton, who are just kind of down on the roster. They have some experience. Uh, but, you know, now that you've got, uh, you were able to get Trayvon Diggs and Reggie Robinson in, in, in the uh, draft, you're able to sign a, a Daryl Worley and Maurice Cannaday. Uh, you know, and, and even guys like Chris Westry, who, I, you know, you don't, we don't really know what this coaching staff thinks about Chris Westry. He, 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 very much is kind of a, a, a holdover from the previous administration in, in terms of what he provides. He's just so supersized. Maybe this current coaching staff doesn't feel like he can fit or do what they need him to do in their system. So I would look for him to potentially be a, a guy that maybe is cut. I, I, a guy that's down there in the depth chart that I think is probably safe, at least for the time being, would be CJ Goodwin, just because he is such a special teams ace. But I think that if you look at like some of these deep cornerbacks, defensive backs that were signed, really more as a insurance situation to you know in case they weren't able to execute their draft plans of getting defensive backs or weren't able to sign uh, some of the guys who actually you know leapfrogged uh, them all on the depth chart like Daryl Worley and Maurice Cannaday, who I think are probably higher up on the depth chart than guys like I said, Deontay Burton, Savion Smith, Chris Westry. Though I would say Burton, Westry, Smith, all three of those guys are, are very likely to, to, to face uh, cuts or, or at least be heavily discussed uh, on cut day. So uh, look out there. I, I think that's it guys. You know, I, I, I hopefully we've prepared you for, what may be coming down the, the, the pike with with them. I, I think that, you know, it's an unfortunate situation for the Cowboys that, that this cut is happening because the Cowboys are usually so good at, at getting undrafted free agents, and that's really a way that they kind of continually churn and, and make the bottom of their roster better. So it will be interesting to see exactly, you know, kind of what methodology, what strategy the Cowboys will employ when cutting down. If, if they're going to kind of keep it with the vets who know what they're doing because the schedule is so bonkers and so crazy. Do you go with, with a group of guys who have been there before? So they at least have some familiarity with what happened, what's happening instead of it seeing, seeming like chaos, or do they just lean into the fact that no one knows what, <laughs> what this is? No one's gone through a training camp like this. And because of that, they, they, they bring in the youth that can, you know, potentially provide some upside in the future. And, and you know, even throw them maybe even deeper into the deep end and see if if some of them can swim. Because frankly, you know, there is something to the idea that if an undrafted free agent can get through this kind of training camp situation and still be competing at the end, they have been forged, you know, through <laughs> through steel, and they likely will, you know, have a career in the NFL. So, uh, like I said, lots of interesting things to watch in the next few days. The Cowboys uh, are report for camp on the 28th we'll probably start seeing some uh some more rookie uh, signings uh, as we saw just uh cd lamb had signed his contract but i think we'll see more and more of these guys signing their contracts uh and there should be a whole bunch of new uh news next week so make sure you guys are checking back in with us uh make sure you follow me on twitter at mccoolbcb make sure you follow marcus who will be back with us next week at marcus underscore Mosier. make sure you follow us on the Co- locked on cowboys account 
That's at Locked On Cowboys. And until next week, enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk soon.